presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner and USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. It may not mean nothing to y'all, but understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I won't forever mind, ever mind. Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And uh, today what we are doing is we're going to be playing audio excerpts, audio highlights from this past weekend's two-day interactive business workshop. Because at at the workshop, um, you as the listener, you as the guest, get to uh, really um, steer the entrepreneurship, if you will. You get to ask us any questions that you want, and we answer all of them. Yes, we, we take you down the, the proven path, and yes, we have a workbook we're working through together, and yes, there's a structure to it, but we answer any questions that entrepreneurs just like you have. And so without any further ado, we're going to go back into an audio highlight from this past weekend's workshop. If you missed out on the fun and uh, you would like to attend a, a one of the Thrive Time workshops, just go to thrivetimeshow.com and you can book your tickets for this December's Workshop. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Without any further ado, back to the conference. So, Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt is the CEO of Google, now called Alphabet. Alphabet is the parent company of Google. But I just want you to write underneath the picture of of Eric Schmidt, I want you to write down the name Bill Campbell. Bill and then Campbell. C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. Again, open up to page number 15. Write down the name Bill Campbell. I want you to look up Bill Campbell when you go home or during the break. Or, or But Bill Campbell was, if you, if you go do a Google search for Bill Campbell, Bill Campbell was, he just passed away last year of cancer, but he was the business coach of the late, great Steve Jobs. He was the business coach of the late, great Steve Jobs. He was the coach for Eric Schmidt. He was the man who was the coach for Jeff Bezos of Amazon. He was the legend, the guru. The problem is everybody I've ever met who's really in shape either has a partner they work out with or a trainer or some kind of like there's, there's unicorns. I've met some unicorns who are in great shape. They don't have a trainer or a partner, but that's like a real outlier. So you remember Steve Jobs got fired the first time he ran Apple? How do you guys know he got fired from his own company? And the problem was is that he didn't require days off, and Apple's the only thing that mattered to him. So if you, who, who here has read his book? He got frustrated that Apple wasn't growing fast enough. And so he was frustrated with that, and he was also frustrated with the furniture people. So he decided to live in his mansion when he built it without furniture for years. He had no furniture at all because he was so irritated with the lack of craftsmanship of the furniture people, but he didn't have time to deal with it. And then when he finally made his furniture, it was perfect. But this is how he was with Apple. So he couldn't, you know, so an employee works five days. They want to take off on the weekend. He was so angry at it that he would tell people in a group meeting, hey, if you couldn't get it done on Saturday and Sunday, you're a soul-sucking, worthless, boom, boom, boom. And he would just freak out all the time, like daily. So when he came back the second time, he reached out to Bill Campbell and said, Bill, I need a filter. I need somebody to sort of keep me 
from saying bad things. I need someone to bounce ideas off of. I need somebody who I can, you know, does it make sense? Have you ever made an announcement to your employees and then you thought, I don't know what I just said. Have you ever done that? You haven't clarified your vision first and then you've said it and you're like, uh-oh. So everybody, you need, an, I'm just giving you the four that you all need. These are four coaches you need in your life. These are the four you need. Everybody needs an accountant who's going to help you proactively save money. I hate to say this, but it's a true quote. It's a quote that it's real. Brian Tracy, best-selling author, he once said, if you can't save, then the habits, or he says, if you can't save, then the seeds of greatness are not within you. Basically, if you can't save, you're not going to have an opportunity. Um, and I would encourage you to have an accountant. Um, Paul's one of our sponsors. I like Paul, but I don't care who you use as much as you need to make sure that you're saving at least, at least 3% of what you earn total forever. You have to. If you don't, you're just, and I would suggest more, but if you don't, it's a bad thing, okay? Your accountant also, you need to budget at least 5% of your revenue for advertising forever. 5%, man, that's a lot of money. I know, that's how it works. Coca-Cola, are we aware? Is, 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 does anybody here, is anybody here unaware that Coca-Cola is around? Are we all now thoroughly aware that Coca-Cola exists? They're not pulling ads anytime soon. They keep doing it, and why do they keep doing it? It works. McDonald's, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, we're like, we know. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, we know. Ba-da-ba-ba, I would never eat there. Ba-da-ba-ba, I would never eat there. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm on a road trip. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, let's go. I'm loving it, right? That's how it works. So advertisement works, but we're like, no, it doesn't work. So small business owners don't budget for it. You need an accountant, second advisor you need. Everyone needs an, an attorney that you have available before you have a legal problem. Who has ever had your first legal problem? Who had your first lawsuit? Isn't that fun? When you're having the lawsuit and you're looking for an attorney? Here's the deal. I need an attorney I can trust, and I also need one now. That's like a speed marrying. I'm at the bar, at the bar, looking for a... You could be the one because you have a skirt on. You look mildly attractive. I've had a few beverages, and I need to get married by Friday. Not a good move. It's not, it's not, it's not the move. You want an attorney before you need one, okay? I use Winter's King. I'm not allowed to make commissions, but I have asked, and I can't. But Winter's King is my attorney, Winter's and King. They represent uh, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, uh, and they somehow let me in. But they're very good, and they're based in Tulsa, but I like them. Uh, Mr. Schwartz is a quality attorney. He has a niche he'd specialize in. Perhaps he would entertain representing you. But you need to have an attorney that you can trust before you need one, okay? The third, you need to have some kind of strategic consultant in your life. You got to have somebody who, like, is, is, you know, has your best interests, trying to keep your costs down, trying to help you, strategic consulting. That's why every single successful person I've ever met has somebody. Okay, you got to have that. Now, the final thing, move number four, move number four, move number four. You have to have a coach or a trainer for any area of your life that you want to get better. So if you're going to get better at your, at, let's say, your philosophy, your religion, I should suggest maybe having a pastor or someone who knows the thing better than you. You know, a doctor. You know, you're not like, well, I've read some things on WebMD, and I'm going to go ahead and diagnose myself and uh, operate on myself as well, Right? 
Fitness, personal trainers, that's what you guys do. I mean, you just, you, anything you want to get better at, you got to have that, okay? So if we turn to page number, let's go to page number 19. These are all dysfunctional mindsets. I'm not going to belabor the point, but these are all patterns that I've seen. Page 19, page 20, page 30. These are all dysfunctions that people have that keep them from having success. And I'll just rip on myself and then we move on. So page 22. This was me. The never on time guy. Who knows this guy? If you are that guy, don't just kind of pretend it's someone else. Who knows that guy? Here, here's what I used to do. Tell me how much irritated this would make you. Family dinner, what time is it? And you're going, what is your name, by the way? What's your name? Kelly. She was, she, Kelly seems like a nice person. So Kelly, let's say Kelly, she's my Aunt Kelly, you know. Say, Kelly, what time is dinner? You know, and you say six. If you say dinner's being served at six, what time is reasonable for me to get there? If you, if, if you invited me, you're making the meal. Kelly, you know, you're, you're married to Kelly, is that right? So you, okay, so John, so you know this. What time is the reasonable time? If I was your, your dear cousin and I, you said your dinner served at 6, what's the time I should be there? 5.30? Okay, and when in your mind is too early or too late to be there for the 6 o'clock serving of the meal? So if I show up like at 4.30, that's weird. Now what if I show up like at 7? Is that weird? Okay, this is what I used to do. What time is the dinner? And you'd say, 6. I'm like, okay. 7.20, I'm rolling in. Hey, guys, hey, hey. Traffic, weather, ninjas, demons. The point is I'm a little bit late. What's up? And I come in with a lot of energy to hide being late. That was my move. What's going on? Hey, you guys. Because if I come with enough energy, it's not weird in my mind, except to everybody else who you shouldn't judge, but you do, right? So you're going, this guy's an idiot. You know what I mean? Because I'm like a solid hour and a half late. I mean, I'm just like to the point where you're like, dude, if you had pride, you would at least not show up and then beat yourself in the head with a golf club so you could fake an injury. It's a problem. Then you make it a problem, do you not? You say, it's just a problem I have. And if you go on WebMD, you can find a disease. I have Asperger's, which causes me to be perpetually late because I like the same thing every day, which is why I'm always late. You know what I'm saying? OCD. I have a stress. I have triskaidekaphobia. You know, number 13 freaks me out. You know how it is? Airplanes, agoraphobia. I have a problem with vast areas and small areas. Really, areas. Like, oh my gosh, we'll pray for you. So, so what you do is you have to say, this is a dysfunction I have and I'm done with it. Whatever that is, okay? We got to move on. Because otherwise, the stuff we're teaching you today won't work. So for fun, you can flip through the dysfunctions and find the one that best, best resonates with you and circle it. But now, Marshall, we move on. And we're going to move on here to page number 40. And today, what we're going to do, just so you kind of know how it goes, any questions you have, you can put these on the board. And I promise you, Scout's Honor, God is watching, that we'll answer all your questions. Any questions you have, and if it's a question, like you want to ask a question because you're like, what if the person sitting next to me is an idiot? Um, that's probably not the kind of question I'd answer. I'd still answer it, though. But any question you want to put, I'll, I'll, I'll answer it. But you've got to put your questions up on the board, okay? And Marshall's going to be leading about, the, about half of today, three-quarters of today. And then tomorrow you're stuck with me. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of some stuff. But Marshall, let's talk about page number 40, don't fake it. What are you talking about? Don't fake it. So in order to create a business and the systems to support the business, you must have a real product or service. And so when we're talking about don't fake it, underneath that it says the system only works if you have a real product or service. And so right now, 
I want everybody to get out their pen and at the top of page 40, I want you to write down the product or service that you provide. The product or service that you provide. Products and services that are not real that I've recently encountered and I will give to you. I say not real as in people are not willing to pay for them. These are things. Social media advisor making millions from my pool because Ty Lopez says it's possible. That's not a move. You cannot work from your pool and make millions of dollars teaching people social media marketing while working one hour a day because you've set up click funnels. Another thing. Recently, you would enjoy this one. There was a non-fit man who wanted to be a personal trainer. We move on. Three. There was a man who wanted to have us help him sell his books on Amazon. Want to get to the top? Which, by the way, we can help you get to the top of Amazon if you have a real product. The problem is he didn't actually ever write the book, and he was mad that he wasn't getting up higher in Amazon faster, and he was mad that Marshall and I... So he, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. These are suggestions that he, people have told us. This is what one guy says. He goes, could you have everyone in your staff buy my book on Amazon and write a review? I go, but it's not even a real book. He's like, it doesn't matter. I just got to get to the top of Amazon because I'll get them into my click funnel. All right, Thrive Nation, you've been listening to audio from this weekend's uh, two-day business workshop. We've been listening to specifically um, during the portion of the workshop where we're teaching you how to build a real business based upon having a real product or a real service. So if you have a real product or a real service, stay tuned. If you are at the ground level of a Ponzi scheme, go listen to Rush Limbaugh. My name's Clay Clark. I'm a business coach. You listen to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Once again, it's Talk Radio 1170. If you have a real product or a real service, we're here to help you. If you're forming a Ponzi scheme, go listen to Rush Limbaugh. When you fall to the ground But you are stronger than you feel you are now You don't always have to speak so loud No, just be as you are Life is not always a comfortable ride Everybody's got scars that they hide And everybody plays the fool sometimes Yeah, just be as you are They play me on the radio Everything was changing, so I thought I was all the way grown. But I could still remember. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. My name is Clay Clark, and you are listening to the Thrive Time Show. And today, we are breaking down the audio highlights from this past weekend's two day uh, business workshop. Our next one will not be until December, uh, December. So if you want to book your tickets, just go to thrivetimeshow.com and uh, book those tickets. But for November, we will not be having a conference. Um, due to we just have a ton of people that want to uh, get into the conferences. We want to make sure we have enough uh, time to accommodate everybody and to make a couple tweaks uh, to the to the workshop to give uh, people a little bit better view of the action and to make it uh, even more interactive. Uh, but this weekend we had quite a fun event. We had a lot of uh, great people from who attended the conference from California, uh, from Tennessee, um, from New York, from Fargo, North Dakota, and all over the country. And uh, so without any further ado, we're going to hop back into the audio from this weekend's Thrive Time Workshop. And specifically, this uh, excerpt is where we're talking about the importance of having a real product or a real service that people really want. Because no matter how much time and money you spend marketing something, if people don't want it, 
they're not going to pay you for it. And so it's so important that you define and, and clarify what your real product and service is. And if it is something that people really do want, then you will absolutely be able to make money as a result of effectively marketing it. But if, you're, if your product isn't a real thing, if people actually don't want the product or service, then no matter how much time you spend marketing it, it's not going to work. And so without any further ado, we're hopping back into the audio from the Thrive Time Workshop. You must have a real product or service. And so when we're talking about don't fake it, Underneath that, it says the system only works if you have a real product or service. And so right now, I want everybody to get out their pen and at the top of page 40, I want you to write down the product or service that you provide. The product or service that you provide. Products and services that are not real that I've recently encountered and I will give to you. I say not real as in people are not willing to pay for them. These are things. Social media advisor making millions from my pool because Ty Lopez says it's possible. That's not a move. You cannot work from your pool and make millions of dollars teaching people social media marketing while working one hour a day because you've set up click funnels. Another thing. Recently, you would enjoy this one. There was a non-fit man who wanted to be a personal trainer. We move on. Three. There was a man who wanted to have us help him sell his books on Amazon. Want to get to the top, which, by the way, we can help you get to the top of Amazon if you have a real product. The problem is he didn't actually ever write the book, and he was mad that he wasn't getting up higher in Amazon faster, and he was mad that Marshall and I... So he, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. These are suggestions that he, people have told us. This is what one guy says. He goes, could you have everyone in your staff buy my book on Amazon and write a review? I go, but it's not even a real book. He's like, it doesn't matter. I just got to get to the top of Amazon because I'll get them into my click funnel. What happens then? Then I can sell on my system. Like, what's your system? It doesn't matter. I'm working on it. Like, th that's a whole, that's a, that, you need to go to Panera Bread and sort that out with your triple diamond upline leader guy because that's not a real thing. Okay, next thing. What's the next thing? Next thing is on page 42. Flip over to page 42. Yep. You got to define your why for providing the business. So for most of us, the business is the vehicle to get to where we want to go. Mm. The business is the vehicle for achieving the F6 goals. And so right now, you need to put down the, the why for your business. Why do you want to start or grow the business? Okay. What are you working on to? What motivates you? Okay. The business growth process is going to be hard and you're going to face uh, adversity and obstacles along the way. So you need to be motivi motivated by that big, hairy, audacious goal. What is that vision, that mission, that purpose, that why for your business? And I, we, we spend a lot of time on this because the rest of our program is all very specific, very technical, very do this, do that step by step. But we got to make sure we're on the same page. So I'm going to tell you what I did wrong and I thought I was a bad person because I did it and, and then maybe you, this will help you. I wrote down my goal was to have a massive house, huge, 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 massive house. And I also, also wanted to have nice cars, and I wanted to travel. Turns out I don't like traveling, ever, for anything. I, I hate it because I'm afraid of planes. And I know they're safer than cars statistically, but when you get up in the plane, I'm scared the entire time. Like, 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 like have you ever got a cat wet? You ever given a cat a bath? Try that one. Watch it. That's me. I'm like, 
So I found that the alcohol cart can be served even on the red-eye flight. Would you like an alcohol? Yes, I would like five cranberry vodkas. And they're like, okay. So I tried Dramamine. I've tried everything, and I just hate Then when I get there, my ears won't pop for like a week. I'm like, I'm chewing gum, yawning. I'm making noise. Who, do, who, who here has your ears plugged? My ears stay plugged for like a year and a half. It's like, and I'm doing everything. I'm doing this move. I'm, I'm chewing gum. I've got the whole thing. I've got like a camel. Okay. Then after I get through that, then I realize I'm going to meet new people, and I can't find my stapler or my Sharpies, and my room isn't 70 degrees, and where's my stuff? And I realize my OCD world is not with me. I don't want to go here. So then I sit on the beach, and I wait for the trip to be over. My wife says, what are you doing? Waiting for it to be over. Okay. And for about five days, I wait the whole time going, I just want to get back to the office. I want to go back to work. Humming, humming. Then I come home, I'm good again. So I realized for me, the best vacation is a staycation, which is why we have a lot of land, a lot of trees, a lot of chickens, a lot of turkeys. And I haven't traveled for about a year now almost. And I've, I'm skipping all weddings, all birthdays, everything out of town I'm not going. And I'm just, I'm just letting everybody, nope, I'm going to die in Oklahoma. And my wife wants to go on a cruise now. And so we thought we could travel on a vehicle. And if Andy drives, yes, that could be a move. Because if he's driving, I could take Dramamine and be asleep. That's the move. So, but you've got to ask yourself, what do you want, right? Have you ever got to the end of your goal and realized you didn't want it? Right? So you got to think about what you want and think about your why. And if you get there and you find out that you don't want it, it's probably because the goal was materialistic and wasn't sincere with your values. So you want to think about what are your values. And maybe you want to live in a tiny home and not have to work at all. So you got to define your why. Now, Marshall, once somebody has their why and they begin to have a real product, and we're kind of into that phase now where now we're getting into the, okay, Let's do this thing. Let's, let's do this thing. Let's go here to page number. I'm going to flip here to page. Go to page number 84. 84. Page number 84, and then Marshall, take us where you want to take us. Okay, so page 84 is the first step of the 13-step system for the proven path to success. Establish revenue goals. So tonight, I encourage you to do this tonight or Saturday night and sit down and list out all of your different F6 goals. Okay, and then at the top of page 84, at the page, top of page 84 right now, I need you to write how much does achieving those goals cost? How much money every single year do I need to make in order to live those F6 goals? When we come back, more conference audio highlights from this weekend's two-day Thrive Time Interactive Business Workshop. Stay tuned. Get your mop chop tight at the shop. That's right. Roll up in the driveway and wow your wife. Say no to the bowl cuts, just say no, no. to the flat top rock in Rocky Foe. Be cautionary about that cut bank Caesar, or rocking too much gel like you're a Guido Diva. If the elephant in the room is on your head, take the one dollar haircut challenge instead. We invite you out, the founder and me. Your first haircut is a dollar, if you don't like it, it's free. It's the elephant in the room, it's the place to be. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show with Clay and Z. Yeah. And now, for more wallet-expanding knowledge that you don't get in college. 
All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the father of five human kids. And today we are breaking down the audio from this past weekend's two-day interactive business workshop. And specifically, this portion of the audio we're hopping into now is where we talk about the importance of knowing your revenue goals and how those relate to your life goals. It's so important to have your life goals defined, but then your revenue goals need to help you achieve your life goals and vice versa. That's the whole point. Otherwise, you're building a business that's going to be a business vehicle that takes you to a place you don't want to go. The point of a business, a business exists to be a vehicle to serve you. It exists to be a vehicle to get you where you want to go with your life. And if you end up having a business vehicle that you build that takes you to a place that you don't want to go perpetually, what are you doing? What's the point? That's like renting a car and uh, driving to destinations you don't want to go to. That's like buying airplane tickets to go visit places you don't want to go to. It's so important that you view your business as a vehicle and that you make sure that your business is getting you where you want to go. Without any further ado, back to the audio from the conference. I need you to write how much does achieving those goals cost? How much money every single year do I need to make in order to live those F6 goals, okay? So right now, for the purposes of getting close, okay, you can change this. Nobody's holding a gun to your head saying you have to abide by this number for the rest of your life. But I want everybody to write down how much money do you need to make this next year in order to achieve your F6 goals? How much money do you need to achieve, uh, make this year in order to achieve your F6 goals? And do not let society put the goals on you because I'm Mr. Society and I've come here to ruin your life. Check it out. Your house is not big enough. You need another car. You need a $4,000 mattress that vibrates and moves around and adjusts that's made by NASA. It appreciates in value over time because it's a limited edition mattress. It's amazing. Look at this mattress. You need this mattress. Oh my gosh, you need to buy the mattress now, now, now. No money down. You need a bigger TV. Your TV isn't curved. What the hell's wrong with you? Your TV is flat. You want a curved TV. You're old school, man. Get a curved TV and a better, better pool. Your pool doesn't, your pool doesn't use salt water. Are you a pagan? Do you hate your family? Eat organic all the time. Why would you ever not eat organic? You hate your pig. Right? That's what society does. So you always have to keep up with the Joneses. The problem is the Joneses are broke. So we need some facts because it seems pretty harsh. Okay, fine. Here we go. Uh, the average American has less than $400 saved. You should look that up. $400, the average American, regardless of income or profession. Where do you get these statistics? Look it up. Federal Reserve Board. The Federal Reserve, they, they did a stress test on the banks to see the banks that were failing. They also did one on people, and they found the average American does not have $400 saved. Regardless of income. It's just the athletes. They spend all their money. What about doctors? What about owners of cabinet companies? What about dentists? What about lawyers? I actually know a lawyer who makes more than a million dollars a year, but he usually has less than six bucks. It's happened to him twice since I've known him. He's called me and said, hey, can I get 50 grand? I'm like, what do you need 50 grand for? Like, I'm behind on my taxes. I just need 50. I'll pay a 10% interest. Serious. Got a cosmetic surgeon I worked with who... Uh, crazy situation getting evicted from his house while buying you know the exotic car and apparently he just didn't realize the timing of when bills are due and he had it all timed out 
Because you, know, you can get everything for no money down now. You get that, you just pay for it three times. Does that make sense? So we got to make sure we're out of that earn and spend, earn and spend. You want to be very intentional about what you want. It's okay to have the table that grandpa made. and you, In fact, it probably means more, right? Doesn't the table that grandpa made mean more? It's okay to have that table and use that table till the end of time. You don't always need to buy the new thing. But people want you to. There's this big pressure to buy more, spend more. But then what about spending more time with your kids? I guarantee at the end of your life, you're not going to go, man, I wish I would have spent more time buying tables. Right? So you want to think about your goals. Back to you, Marshall. Okay, so at the top there, you have established revenue goals. So how much, how much do you need to make in order to achieve your goals? Now, the next number that I want you to write down is how much profit, how much profit do you make per deal that you close? How much profit do you make per deal that you close? And I understand that we have a lot of businesses in here, whether you're going to the Cola Fitness Gym, maybe it's personal training, or maybe it's just a regular gym membership, or maybe it's one package or versus the other package, okay? And tomorrow when we get into accounting, we'll show you how to refine that number, but how much profit do you earn for every one deal that you close? Okay, so then, once you've identified specifically how much profit, you want to take the number that is your annual revenue goal and divide it by how much profit that you make per every one deal. So everybody get out your phones, phones, calculators, phones, calculators, phones, okay? We're going to do this math because we have to identify how many customers that we need in order to get to our goals. So I'm just telling you, if your annual revenue goal is I need to make $120,000 a year, $120,000 a year in order to reach my F6 goals, that's $10,000 that I need to make every single month, okay? Now, if I make a profit of $1,000 on every deal that I close, how many deals do, that, do I need to close every single month? Ten, 10 deals in order to get to my goal. So what Marshall and I are trying to balance out is the math is important, but you also have to know what makes you happy and then put that on. Does it, does, are we getting this? So it's very, very, very important that you do the math while also thinking about what's the point. Always ask, what's the point? What is the point? Because the income is, is very easy, and Marshall's going to show you today how to do that. That's the easiest part. It's, it's how to design a life. You know, how to build a business model, that's pretty easy. Designing a life is the hard part, okay? If we want to we help you with that. So, Marshall, back to you. Okay. So now we know how many customers that we need in order to get to our F6 goals, okay? So you need a breakdown right down next to that number. How many customers do you need per month, Okay. How many customers do you need per month? You know how many customers that you need per year, but how many customers do you need per month? And then once you've defined how many customers do you need per month, how many customers do you need per week? All right, Thrive Nation, when we come back, we have even more audio goodness in store for you. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name's Clay Clark. Stay tuned. It's just me against the world.
to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. We'll change the pace and we'll just go slow. Thrive Nation, you are listening to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, and today we're breaking down the audio from this past weekend's two-day interactive business workshop. We had entrepreneurs from all over the world who came to visit us here in glorious Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we were so honored to, to have them and to, and to see you there. It was, it was great. I mean, Fargo, North Dakota, we had Tennessee, we had uh, uh, California, we had New York, we had Oklahoma City, we had Missouri. Uh, Texas, just a lot of great people from all over the planet here to learn how to grow a successful business, how to start a successful business. And so I know many of you are not able to attend. And, and, and by the way, if you do want to get tickets for the December event, all you have to do is go to thrivetimeshow.com and, and uh, click on the conferences there and you can get your December tickets. But uh, for those of you who were not able to attend, I wanted to play you some of the audio highlights or excerpts from the workshop so you can kind of uh, hear a little bit of what you missed. And we're specifically talking about practical goal setting and the importance of knowing your numbers. Without any further ado, back to the conference we go. And then once you've defined how many customers do you need per month, how many customers do you need per week? You're how many? pretty specific here, math man. Yeah, it's weird. It's a specific, yeah. And this is what happens. I was working with a business owner um, about a year ago, and... He said, well, I need somewhere between two and five customers every single month. And I go, what do you mean between two and five? He goes, well, I think it's about there. And so I said, but we need to know specifically how many. And so you look at all of the most successful businesses, elephant in the room, they know specifically how many haircuts a stylist needs to do down to the hour. How many, uh, I believe it's, one and a half, 1.55. Well, they got to do one haircut every 27 minutes. Every 27. And then they have to sell a membership to 55% of the people coming in for a $1 haircut, and they have to sell a product to 30% of the people. And if they do that, they can make about 23 to 28 bucks an hour, depending upon tips and stuff. You know what I mean? So these people can make 60000 a year cutting hair, but it's like it's specific numbers. It's not like, hey, do your best. I mean, it's very specific. So rather than setting up a business, hey, we provide this service profitably, let's just do our best effort and see where we end up at the end of the month. We want to be specific. We want to be proactive about it. And so the reason why we're going through defining the goals, defining the F6 goals, defining your why is because what are we aiming for? Let's go get that. Let's not just be reactive to whatever happens, happens, okay? We need to take control and let's go get that. So. Now we know how many customers every single week that we need. And I would encourage you to even define it down to how many customers do you need per day? Yeah. Because then that is the mantra that you go in with every single day. And so whether it's you managing your people or you have a manager, that has to be the talk about, uh, about the office every single day. And so if you'll pull up uh, G-Money, DelrickResearch.com. DelrickResearch.com. This, this is, is a, a client in New Orleans that you've worked with here for quite a while. They're a research, a clinical research lab, and uh, it's called Delrict. It's D-E-L-R-I-C-H-T. 
Delrict, D-E-L-R-I-C-H-T, research, Delrict Research, and they're in New Orleans. Back to you. Yep, and so they know that they need to close 35%, okay, 35% of about 120 leads. They get about 120 leads a week in order to hit their financial goals. Now, originally, okay, that wasn't... Uh, that they, they weren't measuring that, so they had no idea. And so as soon as they implement this accountability system, they just started measuring, okay? Just started measuring, made no changes. They immediately saw, saw it skyrocket. They saw the number of deals that we're booking every single week just by implementing this layer of accountability is going to increase the quality of results. So you look at the Checklist Manifesto. There's a book called The Checklist Manifesto. It's by Atul Gawande. Gawande. Okay. And he talks about the implementation of checklists and accountability within operating rooms. Okay? And so, fun fact, okay? Or maybe it's a not-so-fun fact. Okay? What happened is there's a book that gets called a Checklist Manifesto by, by, Checklist Manifesto by Atul. It's A-T-U-L Gawande. G-A-W-A-N-D-E. He is the head of the Harvard uh, Medical School. And what they did is they decided to figure out what percentage of the deaths that happen in surgery are caused by a doctor forgetting to A, clean your skin, B, clean their skin, C, not give you medication you're allergic to. Seem fair? So they implemented this crazy thing called checklists where they make you check off the list that you actually did it. Doctor, did you wash your hands? Yes. Doctor, did you read it? You know, and they're just, it's having an accountability layer there. It almost went down to nothing just by doing checklists. And so the big thing right now that the World Health Organization is pushing is using checklists. That's the big epiphany. You know, so in carpet cleaning and airplanes and fitness, having a checklist is so important because if not, how many of you have ever almost forgotten a child? I have five kids, so what happens is, is I kind of, I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. That's how I do it, and they get in the car. One, two, three, four, five. They all say, is everybody here? And they'll go, yeah, we're all here. So I go to Grand Bank, dropping off some stuff. I'm like, is everybody here? And they go, yeah, this is before I learned my counting method. Everybody here? Yeah, we're all here. So we get in the car. And I'm, so I'm great. Great. Everybody who's here said they're here. That's my system. Are you here? Yeah, we're here. Okay, great. That was my system. So I drive, pull out, and Aubrey's like, uh, Havana's not here. And I'm like, mm, okay, go back, get her. You know, but I, I would have, like, left my kid. Aubrey's like, hey, I just want to know, Dad, uh, we got one kid here, not here, bogey, kind of a bogey out there. You got to use a checklist. It can be funny, it can be sad, but the thing is people are dying because they're not using them. So it's so important that you have them. Now what I want to do is I want you to open your, your book here to page 85, and then we'll take a break, and then Marshall's going to come back in 15 minutes to get into branding and how branding works. Page 85. These are the items that every single entrepreneur needs. You need to circle it, star it, dog ear it, rip it out, tape it, put it there, take a picture on your phone, Facebook, post it, like it all the time, tag it. Uh, tattoo it to your body, whatever you need to do to do this. You have to have a whiteboard. But I don't want to use a whiteboard. I want to use a computer. Then you're going to forget it. Put whatever your goals are have to be out front. And if you put it on a whiteboard through the power of visualization, the law of attraction, a bunch of stuff some of you might disagree with, but you'll see it all the time and therefore it will haunt or taunt you. You will be unable to escape your goals. You want to put it on a whiteboard where you can see it 
There's two. You want to create a linear workflow. This is a linear workflow. I showed you the elephant in the room one on the screen earlier. This is one right here. You're more than welcome to look at this during the break. Marshall can break it down. You can take a picture of it. That's the workflow for Thrive. You can see it breaks down on a linear path how we generate customers. It's like a blueprint for your business. The third thing you need to have, you need to put your goals on the whiteboard. Fourth, you got to write down the number of sales you need per day. And finally, you got to write down the number of rejections that you need per day. How many rejections do you need per day? Hallelujah. How many people need to tell you no? Because if you need a yes, I have found I'm not that good, but I need 100 no's for everyone yes. 100 no's. Why are you doing that with your nose? It's so weird because you won't forget. The 100 no's for everyone yes. 100 no's, 100 no's for one yes. 100 no's for one yes. You got to, and someone out there say, well, I just want to get my marketing, my click funnel down so I don't get any rejections. Boo. You are fighting the Earth's gravitational pull. You are upset with the way the world works. Sorry, it's not possible. I can't reverse gravity. I cannot also give you a business plan that doesn't require some rejection. Who here has ever been rejected in a sales presentation? Elephant in the room, we're very good now, and we get rejected about 40% of the time. Okay? Don't freak out. Just, you got to have 100 rejections per yes. Find a way to do that. And we come back, Marshall, you're going to talk about branding, and I'm going to go hop into a meeting. Marshall, I'm excited to hear you come and talk about, you're talking about branding. We get back. What else can we expect when we come back? Branding and? Unique value proposition. So when we come back, we're going to be on page 103. Page 103 in the boom book. All right, Thrive Nation, there you have it. That was some audio highlights from this past weekend's two-day in-person Thrive Time Business Workshop. Those workshops are so fun because you, uh, the listener, you, the attendee, you, the guest, um, you sort of steer the direction of every workshop. Any questions you have, we make sure that we answer each and every single question that comes in from an attendee. Also, we make sure that we focus on specific answers for your specific business. Also, we take breaks in between uh, workshops and sessions so that we can get to know you and answer your specific questions. It's so detailed. It's so fun. And we would love to meet you at one of our next in-person workshops. You can buy your tickets for the December event today by going to thrivetimeshow.com. And as always, we have four ways that we can help you. If you're looking for the world's best podcast, if you're looking for one-on-one business coaching, if you're looking for an interactive workshop, or if you're looking for an online video school, it's all available for you at thrivetimeshow.com. Three, two, one, boom!